0: Welcome everyone to Real Talk Real Estate. I'm C-Mac.
1: And I'm Tegan.
0: Now we've got a bit of a reversal here. I'm introducing this show. Do you want to tell the people why, Tegan?
1: It's, this is actually kind of nice, by the way. <laughs> um, well, it's life gets really busy. We haven't done a show in a little while. Um, I've taken a new job and it's been...
0: Awesome. amazing
1: but busy so we haven't had time to record and so
0: so so basically tegan is passing the baton this is the pass the baton show y-
1: yes it is
0: <laughs> and uh we're going to use this show to decide the future of real talk real estate and what's going to be next and what's coming up and um
1: Which I think is fabulous. There's, I've shared the show with a lot of people who have said, and we've talked about this so many times. Why is there not a comprehensive, conversational, fun podcast about real estate? Now I'm sure there are some (laughs) out there. I don't want to slag everybody, but they're hard to find. So we've kind of tried to create that.
0: And what's funny is actually, you're actually. That's the funny thing. The reason Tegan was in charge of this is because. my experience in real estate, I want to get all serious and I want to talk about all this stuff. So you keep bringing me back to the lighthearted stuff. So without you, I'm going to have to make a concerted effort to be a little more lighthearted. <laughs> well, and,
1: and to remember that a lot of the people who are looking for, uh, I mean, we haven't been around long enough to build a strong, large listener base yet, but there'll be a lot of people who are customer side and a lot of people who are realtors.
0: Mm. And,
1: uh, you have to be able to walk both lines. and
0: It'll be interesting to see how many people are realtors that want to listen to the show and how many people are people out there looking to buy or sell or investors listening to podcasts. Like When we started this evening and we were coming here, you were telling me that you realized you yourself have been ha- starting to have questions about real estate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to eventually buy my own home, and I have a million questions about how do I get there. Um, what is it? What's it going to take for me to get to that place? Because uh, I mean, I'm I'm 28, and just with the job market, I've come through home ownership felt so unattainable for so long, and now I kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel as my career moves forward. Like, okay, maybe at some point this is possible. And so some of the questions are starting to come to mind. Okay, like, how can I make this happen?
0: It's so interesting you said your mental state with home ownership. I remember when I was out showing houses, there was a young guy, 22, who was coming through an open house, and uh, I said, are you a first-time homebuyer? And he said, no. And I said, oh, what have you previously purchased? And he's like, this would be my fourth home. And I said, really? And I I must have said it in a way where he thought um, he could share his age. And he said he bought his first home when he was 17, which is actually not old enough to legally sign the agreement of purchase and sale. <laughs> so he had someone sign it for him. But in his first summer job, he just thought, I can do this. Okay, how much do I need for a down payment? Okay, I'm going to make this work. And he found this deal, and he just raised the money and then he just made one thing work after another and he was on his fourth house and basically put himself through school so it's actually a lot mind over matter
1: interesting i i can't even where was i when i was 22
0: (laughs) 17 oh oh yeah
1: fourth home 22 at 17 like really what was
0: (laughs) grade 11 yeah
1: yeah i think i was bagging groceries at a safeway definitely not in the mature mindset of let's buy a maybe I should consider buying a home
0: isn't it interesting yeah yeah
1: and was was that here in Toronto
0: that was actually here in Toronto oh my yeah
1: so I mean that's uh he had to set some coins aside like that's not a
0: yeah actually let's rephrase that it was Ontario okay and he came from a smaller town okay that makes sense But really had this entrepreneurial spirit which you could really see and what's interesting is that I think a lot of people when they're buying a home think they do want to live there but it is the largest investment people make when they buy a home so to think of it as an investment and you know where you live and what's near it and how it could be affected in the future is um, quite interesting and just that he immediately saw home ownership as an investment vehicle at a yeah. young age. And then talking to the right people, meeting the right people. So, yeah. you know, this podcast, if, if you're out there listening and you have a topic, we started with people inviting people to write in about topics. So.
1: Yes. And if you do want to write in, wherever you are listening to this, there is an email address posted on iTunes. Soundcloud Stitcher that as you're looking through the feed it is there so you can uh, respond with a question and CMAC will answer it <laughs> cuz I, I probably will not be here. Yeah, yeah. One thing I was going to say home ownership came into my mind because um, just in reading the news and seeing kind of where the where things are going it looks like Canada's headed into a real a really great Period that we haven't seen since the 90s economically. Like things are just really looking rosy going forward. From what I've been reading this week in the Globe and <laughs> Mail and National Post, things are looking good.
0: Nice. You
1: gave me a look like oh, you're crazy. A I
0: gave you, no, I just gave you that look because uh, what's interesting is that the news mm. is so important. And at the end of April, the Globe put out an article that said, Toronto market at its peak basically and um, or Toronto market bust and so all of a sudden all the people who wanted to buy receded and then we saw people who are selling all of a sudden want to get out there and sell their home so the market did it almost 180 overnight where um, when there was very little supply with sellers and all these people wanting to buy the price is really high so one week where you might have eight offers on a house, after that came out that very next day on a house in the annex, there were no offers on offer night. So we see that before, we see the ramification of the news Mm -hmm. so quickly in the market. And what's happening now is that buyers are getting really great deals and the market is still down. And even I think just in the start was talking about a nosedive for real estate. But exactly as you mentioned, yeah. all the economic indicators are up yeah. and we're actually starting to feel a move to a booming September.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy when we think about it because I know that he is not popular here. Um, Mr. Donald Trump has actually in a lot of ways, he's been quite good for Canada. Yeah. Yeah, like surprise, and he he loves our prime minister. True is holding
0: his own. Yeah, He's and wonderful. so
1: um, yeah, it just looks like we're we're going in a good direction. So it seems like a good time if if you're gonna um, think about purchasing a home, maybe now's the right time to start getting your ducks in a row. If you're someone like me, and figuring I... out okay, how am I going to do this now?
0: Yeah, actually jump right over the decks in a row and get to getting the deposit together because this is absolutely the time to buy. yeah Anyone who can buy right now is in this wonderful dip of the market that yeah. is going to be going up in September. Some of the deals right now and some of the people who have just bought it's been phenomenal. Now one of the you talk about the news and about things in the marketplace that maybe people don't think of we're hearing all about the BC fires. Mm -hmm. And basically, when you have the softwood lumber issue that's been going on actually forever between Canada and the United States, but also the fires taking effect, the price of lumber on new builds and what happens to the new construction market is very interesting, how it affects the housing market. So we might see upward pressure once again in the housing market for prices to rise because of lack of wood or increase in lumber prices
1: interesting all things you don't think about as an everyday person i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought of that yeah
0: yeah yeah and then you know of course when when i'm talking about real estate i'm always excited about getting a person the best deal or selling their house for the most but there's a whole other part of real estate that has tertiary tertiary industries connected to it like Designing your home, the decor of your home, landscaping your home. A lot of people, um, not knowing where they would go if they sold their home, actually choosing to remortgage their house and renovate their home as opposed to selling and then buying something else. Where do you stand on home renovation and decor? You haven't purchased anything but I personally know you have an amazing environment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And so what do you think about?
1: Oh my gosh, I would love that so much. Um, For the past few weeks, all I've been watching in the evening are old reruns of Designing Women, (laughs) which not many people remember this show. Delta Burke was in it, and it's a group of women in, in Atlanta. They're interior designers, and it's a sitcom that revolves around their lives. So I've been watching all this 80s. Design And I, I want to make my house look like that right now. Um, but
0: Wow, it's inspiring you.
1: The 80s are inspiring me. <laughs> Big hair and shoulder pads. No, um, I, uh, I love the idea of buying something and renovating.
0: Mm, yeah. And actually, that's one of the things that we see is a lot of investors, if they see a good deal, come into it and think, okay, what do I need to put in to then turn around and flip this? let me say more often than not a quick cheap shoddy job costs you because it's simply maybe somebody doesn't like the color of hardwood floor and people are not willing we in our nature to not waste you just don't want to rip out a floor that was just put in you know so taking that gamble of unless you're actually you actually have a great design sense or you've hired a company it's going to be fantastic and will appeal to someone it is amazing how many people buy something renovate it and then turn it around in the market and it sits there or what they didn't use an architect or it clashes with the neighborhood
1: you have to be smart with your renovations absolutely and have Um, like, I mean, I don't know that much about the industry, but I would imagine that, um, every house is kind of built for a certain kind of lifestyle, a certain type of family or just the way it's laid out and what it works well for. So if you're going to go into a house and renovate and add, I don't know, something, something excessive and over the top, if you're going to add like a a bar in, in a basement or like, um, it might, yeah. not, it might not fit with who is going to buy that house in that neighborhood. And so it's not actually going to raise the price up there and think, oh, that's cool, but I'm not going to pay for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, you hit a good note. Uh, basically, people who will make something extra special or um, add value that doesn't increase your return on investment, yeah. actually. But another great thing is that. Um, you again hit the nail on the head with, it's the motivation under it actually. So I find when someone does a renovation with love and care, you kind of feel that in the end result. Oh yeah. So that lipstick on a pig syndrome or taking something and just flipping it to make it pretty when it's not actually um, had thought, time and attention going into it, you can always tell.
1: Oh, you can always tell if somebody's just changed the paint color and uh, flooring and everything and just tried to do it cheaply or someone who's really put a lot of thought into it and done some like DIY stuff that Mm. is very custom, whether that be the way the wall is painted. Um, If there's... um, I've spent a lot of time on Pinterest and I've walked through (laughs) these houses and there's some cool painting techniques that I've seen that look stunning. So I don't know. I feel like all that...
0: Um, when you're making a Pinterest board you care
1: you care you
0: care about what is happening in your house yeah you've made a Pinterest board you're sharing it you're getting likes people are following your Pinterest board and the renovation of your home
1: so I mean my home is not the grandest chateau but I've made it very nice and working with what you have you can decorate your space And whether it be paint colors or the decor you put up, you can really make a space look like a million bucks when it is not.
0: Yes, actually, there is a great James Allen uh, book As a Man Thinketh that actually talks about even if you have a poor dwelling, you clean the rug, you make it gorgeous, and you prepare for the wealth to come, and then the wealth comes. But, okay, on another note... One of the things, so this is the transition podcast, so this is the one where we could put it up, we could not put it up, we'll see, this might be the one you want to listen to and not listen to, who knows, playing with it here. I really want to play with it because I'm a little scared to do it on my own and lose you. Oh
1: my gosh, you shouldn't be because you're going to be fabulous.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank you. Because I realized I do love doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean... I want people to understand what it's like to go in and off for a night. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, so I want to take the elements of real estate that are least understood or the fears that people have or or, you know, take something that um, is a concern of someone's and bring in another expert to talk about it, whether it's whether you're worried about mold in your house or something else. But, you know, I love these things and I'm passionate about that. But working with you you had all these great ideas for shows and keeping it light, and you don't get deep into, you know, the agreement of purchase and sale, nitty gritty yeah. lawyer talk. So, what what are some guiding principles you could lay on me for the future here, moving forward?
1: Well, I think um, you know my own show that I've run for years and I'm about to relaunch. It's not always about the content itself, but the people want to go on the journey with you because they like you. And they feel like they know you and you're their friend. So you can talk about something that's very, to most people, dry, but they'll want to go on that journey with you because you're relatable and they know something about you and you're you're their friend. And that's so. That's why when uh, the most successful, I mean, especially in this day and age, performers are relatable. I mean, you look at some of the biggest names who aren't cutting it anymore like um, I love her, but as an example, Madonna, she's not a relatable personality anymore. People don't want to go on the journey with her. But you have other artists like um, Selena Gomez, who's like the new, young, her Ariana Grande. They're big on social media, they're very transparent. People know about them, they want to go on that journey with them.
0: Actually, I follow Madonna on Instagram.
1: Yeah, she's getting better. And
0: I follow very few people, so when I follow yeah. her... I do feel like I get this weird little view into Madonna. Yeah. Slightly.
1: Well, But that's
0: skewed because I only follow so. And also, are,
1: this is off topic, I'm one of her <laughs> biggest fans, but um, as we get to know more about her over the last few years, the more we realize she's not as smart as we thought she was, and she's even meaner than we thought she was.
0: Really, is this yeah. a Madonna revelation? Here? Yeah, and like it, can I'm I say this in our podcast,
1: I'm one of her biggest fans. <laughs> I've gone to every tour front row since, uh, for as far back as I can remember. I'm a yeah. big fan, but um, she's no longer relatable, and I think she's starting to understand that and trying to turn it around. Mm. But in a podcast, it's no different whether you're Madonna or you're us. Yeah. If you're just yourself and you have personality people want to go on whatever journey with you
0: actually i'm so okay i'm so glad that i asked you that and that's what you said because i often feel when i'm with someone and i'm explaining something that's so important i wish i could take that and then explain it to all the people who are ever going to ask that not that everyone's always going to listen to the podcast and but you know if somebody asks me a question and i've explained it in detail on a podcast I can just send it to them for for something deeper but you know this this desire to really make this connection between how we live is who we are and connect with people and see what they want how how what is the frustration how hard is it Mm -hmm. you know actually just dealing with mortgage brokers um, I've about three or four mortgage brokers that I work with often and you know, um, a couple of them in particular, I love mainly because they're reachable and I can text them at 11.30 at night and say, we're in an offer competition on this one. What's our safe zone? That was more particularly when we were in competition and you're deciding if you have to go firm or not, but um, connecting someone with a mortgage broker and then my client comes away maybe not understanding the very basic of affordability. like how high can i go or what can i what makes sense to me or um, a very basic understanding of cmhc insurance do you know what cmhc insurance is mm-hmm. it's canadian mortgage and <laughs> housing corporation and basically if you don't put 20 percent down on your purchase you pay this insurance and it's actually only on properties under a million dollars over a million you have to put 20% down okay but this insurance doesn't protect you like the word insurance would sound it it protects the bank yeah so the bank gives you the mortgage and if you default the bank collects so you're you know over the life of a mortgage depending on what it is giving away $10,000 for this thing that, you know, maybe when you're looking at your finances, you want to wait till you have 20% down or like this moment in the opportunity, this, this moment in the market right now, that's an opportunity. Maybe at the end of the day, losing 10,000 for that, but being able to get into the market and not be in competition and save 150,000 is more important. Mm-hmm. But having someone you know and trust to guide you through that, yeah like you're really joined it
1: yeah and um i mean you of course anybody can look all of these things up online and they can read it and i know it's dry but um there's a, a chance to you know make it fun and make it maybe not even make it fun but make it interesting through anecdotes and references like we pulled in madonna and Mm-hmm. Um, Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande. Now, some people might know who those people are, some people might not, but w- through that, we visually illustrated the point that we were trying to make. So they're able to say, Oh, well, I know Madonna. I know, so, okay, so that makes sense. So, by telling something dry and not that exciting, you can make it relatable. And
0: You're saying people will listen because I'm talking to them and they know me and we're having a conversation that, of sorts. And
1: yeah, just make it colorful. and. and that just reminded
0: me for some reason friends of mine who were um, renovating. Yeah. The guy who was renovating, helping them renovate the basement, the, the tradesperson, um, found an old lunch bag with $2,500 in it Okay. And the house was from 1914. And it seemed just with the bag and everything that this was probably about 35 years old that somebody stuffed that there. So it would have been a significant amount of money at the time. It's still a significant amount of money. But
1: then even more so.
0: And it was so cool that this contractor brought it to them and said, hey, look what I found. I mean, you would think that anybody would do that. Um, yeah so these stories are really interesting yeah. and then might leave you hanging with what they did with it in the end yeah
1: you might have to make something up just to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give people a, a happy ending yeah
0: because yeah. it's not always that is
1: that would have been a significant amount of money at that time
0: yeah and let me tell you when you're the tradesperson person and you find that and you tell them about it i think there's a little part in your heart where you think you're going to get a little bit of that yeah like no re- reward for the honesty yeah. like you're going to get some back so if you're renovating your house and your tradesperson finds twenty five hundred dollars or some amount of money, share it. Yeah. Share it with them. Yeah. Don't hold it. Don't yeah. don't hold, keep it yourself. All of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree hundred percent.
0: Or a little treasure, or a dead body. Like who knows what you can find yeah. under a house. These are these are the places we live, mm-hmm. and the stories are wrapped up in them. Yep. And the stories are so interesting. Uncovering some of those stories. Actually, I really feel like if people could call in and tell their stories, like some real estate stories that needed to be heard. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting out there and you think, oh yeah, yeah, I have one I want to tell. I want people to hear about it, whether it's funny, maybe it's like, learn from my experience, it's a warning, um... Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where an app like Anchor could come in and be totally helpful to get people to um, right. Where um, anchors it was um, voted um, what's the name of the big technology conference every year? SXSW South by Southwest is that the one? Yeah. Okay, so last year um, Anchor was named their like top app, new app. Mm. Um, they've since completely relaunched Anchor since we were using it. Mm-hmm. And we were playing with it. Um,
0: Just quickly, Anchor's an app on your phone that allows you to record a call with another person so you could have a podcast like well, we're doing so, from different locations. So,
1: well, so what you would do is um, with Anchor, you would record a, a snippet or whatever. You'd ask a question and people with their phone would record their response. And you can take all of those responses and throw them into a Podcast, so with your phone.
0: But the person just answers their phone and pushes a button and talks. The person does not do What are you call? thinking about, Ringer? I'm thinking about Ringer. Okay, now, now Okay. Now, okay, hold I'm up, confused. everybody. Okay, let's go back. Let's back okay. a step. Forget everything. Yeah. what is Anchor?
1: Yeah, okay, so forget everything Catherine just said yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for one that was, moment. That was Ringer. Because we're going to bring that back. No, um, anchor you log in as like cnbc is using it cnn uh, mashable somebody poses a question or whatever starts a conversation and then with anchor you yourself can submit like a two minute i think it's or maybe it's even longer now audio response i love this all of those can be downloaded and they can be embedded into your podcast or you can export that entire set into a podcast and upload it
0: Oh my God, I could have a weekly question, and for the weekly podcast, anyone who records their segment, they could all go in the following show. would
1: be uploaded, yeah. So that's Anchor. Oh, I like that. Ringer is more on the, you know, our side of things when you're putting a show together. If you were to interview somebody, you could use this app, and through their phone, it would call them.
0: Actually, when you got David Fleming, you set it up using Ringer.
1: Using Ringer, yeah, and it records the audio, and then... Uh, downloads it and splices everything together but anchor is the one these people would be interested in and i would tell you all to go download it because there's lots of great content to listen to on there and oh. you can join the conversation in a ton of different areas
0: oh good and i'll make sure we get us on it so that yes. we can do that Ooh, this turned into a bit of a tech talk
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we're covering everything <laughs> i love, it. I love <laughs> it
0: oh good
1: so i think you're on the right track
0: I think so too. I think this is going to be really good. I love, yeah, I want to, I'm going to connect with you, the people out here. And, uh, if you'd connect with me, that can help shape the show. Um, speaking about, so let's just take it a little direction to the side here. Speaking about cool new apps and South by Southwest, mm-hmm. um, I would really love if a real estate app could rock South by Southwest because real estate seems to be the one industry that has not innovated from the beginning of time, practically. I mean, we are not far along from the time where you would take the MLS listings in this huge stack of chip papers and carry them around in your briefcase.
1: And And that's not... that's not even just here. That's everywhere. Like that it's <laughs> still world. so backwards.
0: And, and now the MLS computer system really looks uh, like back here designing women like a 1980 arcade game gone wrong. Yeah. And works about as well. And what's really interesting is that it's, it's also a system that's quite complicated. For example, you would think that... Uh, you needed to be a Russian spy in order to download an MLS listing. Basically, you log in with your ID that you're given as a realtor, then you have your password, then you click a little alternator to put in a six-digit code that lasts for precisely 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Then you can look at the MLS. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually interesting the history of that i just learned was basically that real estate professionals acting maybe a little unprofessionally were giving their Mm. login details to their clients and Mm. uh this is what caused the difficulty of needing to have the alternator so we have so that's sort of there are many things that are bureaucratic and uh legal and logistical that have stifled the industry and kept innovation at bay. But at this point, the Toronto real estate board has even moved toward a system where realtors can offer through the Toronto, Toronto real estate board with their clients to work in a collaborative, more Facebook like environment mm-hmm. where um, they can't see the sold prices and they can't see any of the things they're not allowed to see, but you can go and search the listings, not unlike realtor.ca and see what's live out there. Now, Realtor.ca is Canadian, so it has listings across Canada. But for example, if you just take Toronto, it doesn't have all the Toronto listings. So then you work with your Toronto Realtor to kind of get all the listings. But regardless of where you are or what system you're using, have you ever tried Realtor.ca?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just painful.
0: Try. Sending someone a listing you want to share. Like it is 2017. Yeah. Yeah. You should have the desire to share it. Touch one thing and have it texted to them and end up in the other person's phone. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if there's this one person you want to keep sharing listings with, you should just sort of add them in a loop. Click once, and then each time you want to share, just send to my loop, one person, four people, five people, your mom, your your friends, mm-hmm. you know. So I think there's a lot of great progress and innovation happening in real estate right now that hasn't quite been released yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like to say I'm at the cutting edge of it. I'm actually at the bleeding edge of it. And there's a few things that haven't come out yet that I'm dying to share with my people that are Mm -hmm. listening to the podcast and have them be the first people in it. And I would just also like to say that uh, literally, I want to share it in that way. It is not something that is to make money, it is not something that is built on fear and greed, it is based on
1: making the world a little easier a little bit
0: better it's making everything better you know i come from design and basically the mantra of this new thing is if it's not fun easy or useful it's out so you know with that it's kind of like how you brought the lightness to the podcast Mm -hmm. right like well that's how life should be in general life should be
1: like that it's not easy fun or useful chuck it out donald trump
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just tweet about it. No. 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 Um, but yeah, so something new will be coming and it'll be very great and oh. it'll be free for people because that's what, you know, great things are Yeah. open and um, how does it make money? Well, it will make money, but even the people that it does cost who are people that would like to be in it because they're professionals in the real estate industry. hmm the price of being part of it costs less for a year than one ad in one of the major newspapers yeah. on a Saturday. So really, uh, I think we're going to find um, experienced, professional, longtime realtors gravitate to this and love it. We're going to find young innovative realtors gravitate to it and i actually think that before they gravitate to it people you people are just gonna find it and hopefully love it and yeah. want to share it yeah that's how we'll spread the love yeah and, and actually okay so there is realestate.com which would be a crazy awesome url to have but mm-hmm. it's a little passe So if we chop off the .com and we just take Mm realestate.love. I love
1: it. That's what it's going to be. That's brilliant.
0: Realestate.love. Coming from the
1: heart. It would be great to have one place to go to search through listings that's, like you said, easy, fun, and useful. Like you go to, if you're on your phone, you go to Instagram for your pictures. You go to Facebook to see what your family's (laughs) up to. You go to Tinder for a date. You go to this. Real to find a house.
0: To find a house and make it fun. Yeah.
1: Well, because you know, those apps actually, are fun. You so. don't even
0: have to um, want to buy one. Just it's to look. like eye candy. You can just check out different neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, there's one part of it where you can just, what does High Park look like? Yeah. You know, click High Park and it'll take you there and show you the listings that are there. And the other thing is that often the listings are separated. You are buying a home, so you're looking at houses. You, like, right when you go in any of these other systems and apps you're choosing, I'm selling, or I'm buying, I'm, I'm renting, mm-hmm. or I'm looking at commercial, or I'm looking at residential, I'm looking at condo. Um, it's really great when you're starting out to just see the composition of a neighborhood. Um, in this new wonderful thing, it's separated into the same sort of dynamic mix that the listings really are, so you can flip through and see a couple houses, a couple condos, a couple commercial listings on a street. Mm -hmm. You take a, in Toronto here, you take St. Clair, it is so interesting to see what condos, what house mix, and what what businesses Mm -hmm. are on the street because all those three elements make up your community. Yeah.
1: I think this sounds amazing and I can't wait to use it. And I'm sure anybody who's listening feels the same way.
0: Yeah. And actually on that note, um, it would be so fabulous if you live in this city or actually anywhere in the country and you want to share your neighborhood or a restaurant in your neighborhood or walk down the block and talk about your journey. I would love to stitch together little vignettes in time of a neighborhood or what's going on there because I'm constantly amazed when I ask someone about where they live how excited they get and how much they want to talk about it and if they're not happy with where they live they definitely have a vision and a plan for where they'd like to live yes so it's really nice to see those things
1: I think that sounds amazing
0: now I kind of feel like it we've wrapped up our time uh, we have home. we've
1: almost been talking for 40 minutes wow I'm sure people are sick of our voices <laughs> by now no they're not because they're going to listen to the next episode that's
0: ooh that'll be C-Mac on her own C-Mac on her own actually and I'll never be on my own no yeah. I'm thinking I'll ring her people in or I'll yeah. try Anchor yeah. or um, you know spend a little time I was actually there's so many great articles each day Mm -hmm. in the various newspapers that even sharing some of what's going on weekly some tips and tidbits or insights or having a guest on the show
1: well and you're never alone because as the wise poet Dr. Phil McGraw once said you're never alone if you're there for you (laughs) so I like to bring that out
0: Okay, you're never alone for some reason that reminded me of Playing pool, because when you play pool, you're really just playing against yourself. Mm -hmm. Not unlike golf. Pool and golf.
1: Yeah, you're really against yourself.
0: And actually tennis. Yeah. (laughs) It's an inner struggle.
1: It is. Yeah. But no, I think it'll be fabulous. If you bring people on, there's lots of stories to be told, um, not just in Toronto, but from across the country with technology now, like Ringer. anchor, You can have people from around the globe even who are participating in the show. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think
1: that's amazing. So you're not bound by one quadrant of a city where you happen to live to meet up with people. You can connect and bring so many different voices onto the show.
0: Yes. Oh, and just to add, okay, just one more thing to add with that is... You're looking at houses in Toronto, you're in this new app, you're working on that. you're loving it, and you think to yourself, I've always wanted to live in New York. Wouldn't it be amazing to just search, connect with an agent in New York, and all of a sudden they're able to connect you with the New York listings, and you can see them. You wanna change your job, or you get a new job, and you're starting in September, and it's July, and you're gonna find a place to rent, and all of a sudden you can connect with an agent there, through the app and through the app they can connect you to their listings so this is this is what's coming because real estate has always been geographically fragmented Mm -hmm. for the only purpose of control of the money even out of all our documents when we sign documents for a buyer for example now you haven't bought something so just quickly let me tell you in Ontario before we do anything we sign a document called working with a realtor where we define what it is to work with a realtor and how someone is your client or your customer and so you understand working with a realtor and then after that full-page discussion at the bottom you initial that not only do you understand that but it will be further explained in yet another document called the buyer representation agreement or the buyer customer agreement depending if you're a customer or a client okay And that's a three-page document okay so then you've got those documents behind you and then they, there's another one that's just a FinTrack document which is actually so that we know who you are so that you're not actually a terrorist and um committing money laundering or anything. Yeah. So then there's who you are. I'm gonna know exactly who you are. And we record that and that's about four pages because we wanna make sure you are who you say you are. Then then we can get to an offer. But before we actually get to the offer, there's another document that's called confirmation of cooperation and representation. Just to be really sure who's representing who, that then repeats who you are representing and whether they're a customer or a client, and then who the other agent, if there is another agent, is representing, and if they are a customer or a client, and then the key that drives all real estate transactions, who's paying who and how much. So. You can see this gets in the way of fun, easy and useful.
1: Oh my gosh, uh, yes. I'm already confused. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. I know.
0: So now. This is also where I don't want to make the show heavy. I yeah. want to make it light. But like that was a little bit it is so excessive, it's it is a little bit funny. But but to the good side of it and all the documents and the good side of all the documents is actually that it did used to be a bit the wild west and if you didn't have the right realtor or if two realtors talked to each other you weren't sure if yeah. they really had another offer or they didn't have another offer so we have seen with paperwork some more fairness and with the the various boards like it it has done us well to band together and become a professional association of realtors but that's a whole other topic so we'll bring that up another yes. day
1: but it's interesting it is interesting so there's a, there's a lot for you there's a <laughs> lot for you to cover
0: yeah well thank you tegan
1: thank you for having me on this baton passing show
0: oh and let so. me say as much as I wanted to do this i do not know that it would exist or there would be a podcast if you had not offered to do the tegan C-Mac podcast
1: well, I'm so happy that it does exist, and that th- this outlet now exists, and uh, I'm happy that you're going to be running it, and I think it's going to be fabulous, and it's going to be great, and people are going to love it.
0: Okay, well, will have you back, and we'll check in as things progress. How's that?
1: I think that sounds amazing.
0: Okay, everyone. I'm C-Mac.
1: I'm Tegan. Thanks for tuning in.